Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. I think for the the biggest part of it was recognizing that we were incomplete. Mm. Um, because we were looking for fulfillment in each other. Yeah. Rather than in myself and God. And when we really started diving into like, God is my source. He is my fulfillment, my satisfaction, all of those things. Then I'm actually able to show up whole and complete. And when both of us are showing up whole and complete, we can then share this beautiful space that is meant for us to just get so much enrichment in our lives. Valentine's Day is just around the corner. It serves as a reminder to think about our relationships, to work on our relationships. And today we're joined by Travis and Adele Graham. We've had them on the show before. They shared their amazing testimony and how they made it through infidelity, drugs, and alcohol. And today in Connections, they're sharing with us how we can keep our marriages strong and if they need a little work, how we can work on them. We're joined today by Travis and Adele Graham. They are the co-owners of The Noble Marriage. Valentine's Day, it's right around the corner. When it when we talk about relationships, it's so easy to fall in love. Even your story, you guys fell in love immediately. It's so, so easy. But how do we keep that marriage strong? Hmm. That's such a, a great question. And what I think about is um, investing in marriage. Yeah. Uh, You have a great story about investing and I want you to share that, but the, just the investment in marriage has been uh, probably one of the biggest things that we ever chose to do. It's kind of like if you owned a car, a car is meant to last for a long period of time. If you conduct routine maintenance on it, you know, Adele had a a car that uh, she drove for about 10,000 miles without ever changing the oil in it. And she came <laughs> telling all my secrets. She said, my car. <laughs> and I was like, really? That's kind of a newer car. I wonder why it quit working. So we took it to the shop and they're like, hey, have you ever changed the oil in here? And I was like, you got to do that? How do you do that? And so that's. We say that to say that that car was meant to last for a long time and it didn't because there was a lack of routine maintenance. Hmm. Our marriage need maintenance as well. Yeah. And just something that we've really recognized, even we were talking last night about what, what kept us from investing in our marriage. And I was just thinking like, in our culture, we invest in all kinds of things. Like we invest in our kids' school, we invest in property, we invest in our car, we invest in our kids in all kinds of ways. But yet when it comes to our marriage, we're like, nah, it's good. (laughs) Yeah. And we invest in those areas because we expect a return on investment. We expect a higher value. And usually when we invest, we get that higher value. But what stops us from having that same investment Mm -hmm. in a marriage? In the person I'm going to spend the rest of my life with, like, why wouldn't I want to invest in that? Yeah. So what we did, like how we are able to keep our marriage strong is we went through a journey in our life to figure out how to invest more in our marriage, invest more in ourselves to be whole and complete people before, you know, working on our marriage. And we actually teach our courses on what we've discovered, you know? 
Yeah. And I think for the, the biggest part of it was recognizing that we were incomplete Mm. Um, because we were looking for fulfillment in each other rather than in myself and God. And when we really started diving into like, God is my source. He is my fulfillment, my satisfaction, all of those things. Then I'm actually able to show up whole and complete. And when both of us are showing up whole and complete, we can then share this beautiful space that is meant for us to just get so much enrichment in our lives. But when we're showing up incomplete people, which is codependency, Mm -hmm. then we are expecting the other person to make me happy in the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And we did that for years and years and years. And man, we were disappointed, weren't we? Yeah. You never, you never made me happy and I never made you happy. Yeah. It just doesn't I was just thinking of that. Like we always expect the other person to, and it's their fault, right? Well, they're not doing this and they're not doing that. And if Mm -hmm. they got their act together, what a magical fairy tale we'd be living right now. I only know this because these are the thoughts I often have about my wife who is pretty close to perfect, but I often Mm. say she's not. (laughs) Yeah. So so many times we look at our spouse as the problem Mm. And the solution. Yeah. And it leaves me completely disempowered to be able to impact the relationship in any way. And I know there's so many spouses out there, like they want to improve their marriage and their their spouse is just like, yeah, we're good. We don't need to do any of that. And what I have to say to you is that like, there is so much that you can do in investing in yourself in personal growth and becoming whole and complete, which will naturally influence the other spouse. You just can't help it. Yeah. And so it's not one of those things where if the other spouse isn't all in that you're just like, oh, well, because there's just so much mm. that you can do individually. Mm. That's good. Yeah. So, what what does that look like then? It's maybe that's often the thing, right? We think like, well, if they did this or they did that, they came to me and did things. Maybe is investment in a relationship, maybe does it start not necessarily the two of you working together, but you working on yourself sometimes separately? Hmm. I think it does. Um, and that's what our our marriage transformation course is all about. We do it with couples, but really all of it is individual work. Hmm. Because if we aren't willing to take responsibility for what's mine, like when when I get my feelings hurt, it actually has nothing to do with Travis mm-hmm. and everything to do with a thorn that's in my life from my past that hasn't actually been dealt with. And so when we can really come together and work individually side by side doing that, it is absolutely the most powerful thing for a marriage And our our course is 10 weeks. And at the end of the 10 weeks, what we have experienced is they have a completely different marriage because they strip away the old marriage that really wasn't working and they figure out why it wasn't working. They discover their own thorns, their own responsibility and how to have really great communication about that. And then they start putting the marriage back together on a really firm foundation. 
And it's just so powerful to watch other couples experience what we have just discovered along the way. Um, And one of those big pieces I'll say is having a vision for your marriage. That's the very first thing we start with because the enemy, like we know he has a very detailed plan to destroy marriages. Like Mm -hmm. that is what he is up to is to separate us, disconnect us and destroy us. And so if we don't have a plan for our marriage, it's really easy for that enemy to just come along and distract us and take us off the path that we really want to be on. Mm. And so we spend a whole week going over like, where do you want to be as a couple right now and in 50 years? And what are the the attributes and the qualities that you want to have in each other or see in each other and see in your family? And when you have that picture in your mind, it's like a GPS. It you is. Know? Tell that. Yeah. Uh, the Bible says where there is no vision, the people perish. And it's kind of like if you were trying to travel from wherever location you are now to another location, if you didn't have clear thought patterns in mind of where you're going, how in the world will you know if you ever got there? And so by having a vision of where you're going as a couple, you can really be clear about when you get off track. So if you start going to another location, you're really clear hey, I'm not heading in the direction I was committed to head. Let's head back that way. Whereas if you don't have a clear vision, anywhere is fine. You're just going to end up wherever. And the vision, that's why it says where there's no vision, the people perish, is because the vision creates our where we're going. Because how do we know if we ever get there, if we don't have that? Yeah, and marriages are either growing or they're drifting. Yeah, there is no neutral. There's no staying the same. And we saw that in our own marriage. It was definitely declining because we weren't doing anything to grow together. Hmm. And so that vision just really helps like have that big picture in mind. So when that really appealing job comes along that, you know, I really kind of am seeing what, you know, they're offering. But yet when I look at the overall job, maybe that doesn't really fit into our vision as a couple, because it might take me away from my spouse more Mm. or something like that. And so that vision just helps you stay on course, which is just so important. And it's interesting. You mentioned that because when we get married, it's like, Hey, we're married. It's all going to work itself out. Let's just go with the flow. I know I've been together with my husband for over 20 years now. We've been married for uh, 12 years, but you forget that, like you said, you have to invest in it. It's just not like, Hey, beautiful day. We're married. And this is just going to work out. There's no instructions included. You got to figure that out as you go. Yeah. Oh, good point. It says, I think it's Song of Solomon about the foxes. Yes. And those foxes it's referring to about, is it chase away the foxes? Mm -hmm. The foxes it's referring to is the things in our life that creates drift in our marriage. And those things are really small. It's not like Satan comes to our life and offers us a huge temptation right away. Um, That was a little bit obvious. But in our life, specifically in our marriage, and maybe in your guys' marriage, the people listening, it might be uh, getting on my cell phone at nighttime when I'm in bed with my spouse and getting on social media and scrolling 
instead of spending that time uh, with my spouse. I feel attacked. (laughs) 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 Yeah. So those, uh, thank you for saying that. And thank you for (laughs) because that's literally the foxes that are this, the small things that Satan just wants us to be distracted. If we're distracted, we are not effective. In connecting and creating emotional intimacy, Mm. physical intimacy, and spiritual intimacy, which all three together are just so important to really have an enriching marriage. Well, Um, and like we have, you know, if you're not only a couple, but you have a young family, you already have such little time to connect as it is already then, right? And, And you're right, then we have all these distractions on top of it. So the little bits of time where maybe we could connect deeper. I'm looking on my phone for stories to talk about the next day on the radio and kind of thing. Right. I think we're all guilty of that. Like Travis and I, we, we really have a kind of a boundary for our marriage because it's so easy to be like, I just got to do this one thing on social media and it might be for the ministry. Yeah, But it's still taking me away from that connection time. So our daughter goes to bed at eight o'clock and after eight o'clock that we talk about, that's our date time. Like she even likes to protect that time for us. She's like, it's after eight, it's time to go date. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we just spend time hanging out together and we do different things. Like we might play a game or we might just talk and have good conversation or we might watch a movie together. But what we are doing is we're being intentional about spending that time because it is so easy to get distracted by all the things that are going on in our life that the person that's there to support me the most isn't connected with what's going on with me. And so one tangent, this is something that we actually just started implementing and we love it so much is just asking your spouse, Hey, what are five emotions that you experience throughout the day? And it opens up so much cool conversation that I, I wouldn't have known that you experienced that had I not asked. And so that's just one little thing that you can do to really intentionally connect with your spouse. And sometimes that one question is like a 45 minute conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So I I like how you reminded us that it can be as simple, like connecting with your spouse. It can be as simple as having a date night in your own home. Um, Because like you said, most, and like Mike said, we all have these young families um, and it's not as easy as it used to be to just, you know, Hey, I'm going out on a date night. You guys are making your work with just a simple date in your own home. Yeah. We would rather do that. Actually. We, you know, it's, it's free. (laughs) You know, one of the things I discovered is uh, the reason I was horrible at arranging date nights. I, I liked them. But for some reason, I didn't want to plan them. I didn't want to create them. And then uh, you came to me and was like, I just want once a month a date night. And what I would found myself trying to do is create date night around distractions, uh, dinner in a in a place where you yeah. couldn't have great conversation, a movie where you wouldn't be connected. able to connect. <laughs> I would try to create date nights that wouldn't allow a deep connection. And that was because I was scared to connect and scared to have good conversation. I didn't know what that looked like or was really about. And I had to learn how to really have good conversation uh, with Adele. And thank you for saying that. I love our date nights at home because that's a chance where we just get to connect and have conversation. In our own comfort zone. 
Yeah. yeah. And we don't spend money. Yeah. <laughs> and, that, <laughs> and that brings up another thing, communication. Communication. Oh, yeah. That is huge. It's huge. It's probably the biggest thing. One of the biggest things. Yeah. Where do you we, even start with that then? <laughs> well, I'll give you a little a little snippet of what we teach in our course because this is our session two. Um, because we refer to it all throughout the 10 weeks. It's just so important to build a foundation of communication. And what we found in our own marriage, we learned through Ted Cunningham and, and Gary Smalley, they created what's called the six levels of communication. And it is, it's beyond amazing. Um, and the first three is um, like superficial conversation. And Travis and I realized we never went below level three into mm. four, five, and six, which is your really deep, rich conversation about things that actually really matter mm. and emotions that we're experiencing and becoming comfortable talking on those levels. And we see couples like all of them that have gone through our course, it's the exact same. They haven't gone below level three because anything below level three, you really need a safe place to share. And our marriage wasn't safe. It was not safe for me to share emotions and for you to share emotions because we would get offended and arguments would come up and all that stuff. And really realizing that in levels four, five, and six is my, my spouse's heart. Yes. And when we're sharing in those levels, like that is, it's so important that we don't get shut down or made Mm. wrong or, you know, just accused in any kind of way. Egos have to go out the door and walls have to be lowered. Yeah, they really do. Otherwise, it will prevent it from happening again. It will. (laughs) You will teach your spouse, don't share. (laughs) Yeah, the first three are like head-to-head things. That's the cliches, facts, opinions, things that are just head-to-head and superficial. And then the last three levels of communication is Mm heart-to-heart. And it does require us to have safety so that we can do that. And that's lowering the walls and Mm -hmm. letting our egos go to the side. Because I have such a huge ego and I have so much judgment that I will just shut Adele down and bring her walls up faster than (laughs) anybody in her entire life. And I have to watch that. Because I, she's on my team and I want her to share and I want you to be open and I want you to be able to connect with me. But if I'm bringing Travis to this conversation with my ego, man, I will just destroy every bit of it. Yeah, that is the similar. That, well, we have that similar situation in my house with my husband as well. But uh, with that comes the importance of listening as well, right? Like listening yeah. as, as much as communication is key, listening and just not even saying Anything I find is the best answer (laughs) sometimes. Yeah, we have found that when it comes to communication, 90% of it is actually listening. Um, And we teach awareness. Like we, we want our couples and us to like, we're always discovering what's going on up here in my mind. Because I found that when he would be talking to me, I was having my own conversation in my head. 
And so I'm getting bits and pieces of what he's saying, which allows for so much misunderstandings to happen. And I would misunderstand something he would say, and then I would come back at him with something like, you know, why did you say this? Or, and he's like, what are you even talking about? And that's because I had no awareness that I was not actually listening and really being present with what he was saying. Mm. And so once you can really let go of that or let go of what's going on in your head and quiet that down, then you can actually hear your spouse's heart. Mm. So we teach there's listening to understand and listening to respond. And I'll show you a demonstration of how I do it. It's kind of like this jar up against my ear. And there's all these opinions I have, beliefs, judgments, things from my past that I have going on in my life and in my head. If you ever had a conversation with somebody and you say something and the response back is kind of like what Adele just said. It just didn't match what I was saying. That means they were listening to respond. And what that looks like is I'm listening to what she's saying and it's mixing in with all that junk that I have going on from my life and from my past. And so when I respond back out my mouth, not only is it what she said, but it's what she said mixed in with all my junk. And so it sometimes doesn't make sense coming back out of my mouth. And so what I've got to do is learn how to listen to understand. And that is removing my opinions and beliefs and things that uh, I have going on for me from my past and really being present with she's important. And what you have to say is important. And I have to set myself to the side, my ego to the side and listen to understand what you're saying Mm -hmm. instead of listen to respond. Which has a lot of curiosity involved rather than judgment and opinions, which shut people down. And and then it it comes out as like, you're right. I'm wrong. (laughs) And, you know, where do you go from there? It's really difficult to recover a conversation once that happens. So for our listeners that want to take their marriage to the next level, want to learn from you two and what you've been through, how can they go about that? Oh, thank you for asking. Um, So our course that we are referring to in this of what we have discovered really creates a strong, healthy marriage. You can go to the noblemarriage.com and then go under courses. And we actually, during Valentine's day week, we're running a special, it's 50% off for this week. And so I would highly recommend take advantage of that right now. Um, and then you can also find us on Instagram, the noble marriage and, and Facebook. Go to YouTube and subscribe to our channel. We have, uh, between 80 and hundred videos. Uh, on there and that are great resources and those are free and we would just love to connect with you we also have a three-day intensive that we host uh right in our office yeah nice and you just made me think of one more question now all Mm -hmm. of us are so different we all have different relationships um different personalities in our relationships Mm -hmm. do you find that what you offer always works or do we have to adjust that in some situations? Okay. So great, great question. Great question. <laughs> um, it does work when you choose to let it work. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is an opportunity where one couple of uh, one person of the couple, or maybe both couples, uh, both people are closed minded. So we need to have a fixed uh, growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. The fixed mindset is there's nothing wrong with me and I can't, 
I, I, I don't want to do anything. And yeah. obviously you, there's, there's no use in that. I mean, you're not ready and well, you can't learn until you're ready to learn. Yeah. I would say when, when couples show up and they're like, we are ready to do whatever it takes to have a great marriage. Those are the couples we see with a completely transformed marriage and they are thriving. Um, And so far, every couple that has gone through our course has had that experience. We just have seen other couples and other experiences where they are closed-minded and they really just don't get out of it what I think the Lord would love for them to get. Um, And we have a way of coaching those that are more resistant, uh, coaching them in a way where they get their own answers. Yeah. And your marriage uh, and everything that you two have been through is a true testament that we can basically get through anything. Yes. Amen. Yes. Uh, Our marriage is one that is a dynamic story of redemption and healing and restoration and the power that God has if we allow it. And just one more thing. We, the reason our course works for any couple, if they show up with open hearts is we work with blind spots. Mm. And so it's not like we're, we're telling you or counseling you on something you've heard before. Everything that we teach is like, it's like, I never knew that. And how did I not know that? Because the truths that we teach are very simple. They're so simple, yet we are just living in a world where we're so deceived that we can't see those blind spots. And so the whole course is about uncovering those blind spots. And once you see them, you're, you're really changed Mm -hmm. forever because you can't unsee it. You can't, it's peeling back the onion of your life. Yeah. And it's just, it really shows you how you got to be the, who you are. And it, for me, it just gave me so much understanding about why I did the things I did, why I would say things the way I would say, or look at you a certain Mm -hmm. way. And like all of our behaviors, I now know like where all that comes from. And I think there's just such a sense of like empowerment when I really know me, it helps me really show up to a relationship just a whole different way. Oh. <laughs> when you're saying that, all I can think is that's so scary to figure out who you actually are. That in oh. itself is, is terrifying. Yeah, true. <laughs> so much freedom too. Yeah, so much freedom. Oh, thank you so much for making time for us again. We really appreciate it. Yeah, you're, you're very welcome. welcome. It's you such us. a pleasure. And thank you so much for joining us today and for listening. If you want to listen to this full conversation again or to any of the other conversations we've had on Connections, you can do that by checking out our podcast, Connections with Mike, Tom, and Colleen Hood. You can find that at podcastbill.ca or wherever else you get your favorite podcast from. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll talk to you again on Connections.